sides. Several lifetimes could take to finally meet, and what really matters to recognize each other. Let's bear with the idea. It says several lifetimes. Lana and Rocco, my blessing, my curse. Creating non-fiction. Part 1 The San Francisco Bay Love Story San Francisco Bay, with its scenic beauty, inspiring writers, poets, musicians and painters for great pieces of art that depict spirit of freedom and wilderness, could have been left undiscovered by Europeans, if not the Spanish expeditor Gaspar de Potola and his expedition sailing through the Golden Gate Street in 1769. There were more expeditions by Spanish explorers the following year. One led by Juan Batista Dianza and the other by Gabriel Moraga. Juan Batista Dianza colonized the Presidio. In fact, the Spanish established a fortified base in the area under their powerful control, their Presidio. That is where the narrative begins, revealing the historical facts related to a mystical bond between a man and a woman. April 1806 Maria de la Concepcion Marcella Arguella, a charming daughter Commandante Don José Dario Arguella, was only 15 when a Russian ship Juno arrived at the San Francisco Bay from New Archangel, Sitka, Alaska. After fierce, nearly starving winter in a fur trading settlement, a 42-year-old Nikolai Petrovich Rizanov, a Russian nobleman and statesman, talented polyglot and ambassador to Japan, together with his brave men from Juno, dropped the anchor near Yerba Buena, San Francisco. Full of intentions to secure a trade agreement, and supply the starving Russian colonies with California's riches, Nikolai's delegation arrived and was generously welcomed in the Presidio. Even so, they had little chance to reach their goals, for the Spanish law was very strict about prohibiting its colonies trade with foreigners. Despite their failure in business, the journey turned out to be a blessing in disguise for Nikolai Rizanov. Maria Concepcion's beauty, with all the vivacity and glee of her young soul, sparkling like diamonds eyes, white pearl teeth, appealing pleasing features, perfectly shaped body and a bunch of other rare charms 
to catch the eye of suitors was powerful enough to win the heart of the nobleman, mesmerized by her looks and grace. However, some skeptics may well question Rizanov's motives for attracting the girl, on the grounds that the connection with mighty New Spain was his clear mission at the beginning. On the other hand, there's no doubt about the human ability to fall in love under the gentle sunshine of the spring. One could easily imagine them strolling along a fine sandy beach, listening to the seagulls call and watching the splashing waves at the sunset. With the wind dancing in Maria's hair, the two lovers would kiss, dying in each other's arms. If so, the six weeks of passion and romance might have gone by like a day. They say seagulls prefer for life. Should we question the same thing about people? All six weeks, Rizano must have been whispering sweet nothings in the ear of his charming lover and offering exciting prospects of their happy life together in Russia. Initially worried about their religious differences, Nikolai was Orthodox, while Maria's family belonged to the Roman Catholic. The Arguellos eventually proved the union. Besides, Rizanov insisted on a secret engagement with Donna Concepcion before his leaving for Russia. In the early 1800s, according to his time frame assumption, he would be able to come back in two years, while young Maria placed her hope and confidence in waiting. The last obstacle, though, seemed to be obtaining a royal paper and a proven document for the mixed Russian Orthodox Roman Catholic wedding from the clergy, St. Petersburg. It was a challenge for everyone, but a man in love. May 21st The hold of Juno's ship was full of food when Nikolai Rizanov set sail for New Archangel, with swords of his beloved Conchita and her locket in his hand. Next, the ship stopped in Petropavlovsk, the Kamchatka Peninsula, and uh, Nikolai began his 4,000-mile journey to St. Petersburg, across the wilderness of enormous Siberia. Driven by passion and determination to reach his destination as soon as possible, the brave lover caught pneumonia three times 
and never stayed long enough to fully recover. In the end, on the 1st of March 1807, completely exhausted and suffering from fever, he fell off his horse. Soon after that, Rizanov died. It was near Krasnoyarsk, Siberia. Still 900 miles away from the place authorized to give him a desired permission to marry his sweetheart. In fact, traveling thousands of miles so as to secure the permission to marry Maria cost Nikolai Rizanov his life. With that being said, he could have been described as a strong personality man with such characteristic traits as intelligence, strategic and logical thinking, unbelievable persistence and determination. The confidence, enthusiasm and positive thinking were undeniable assets of Nikolai's character. However, he was only human either unable or unwilling to give up on his love for the girl who he had a faint possibility to connect his life with. And what happened to Maria? The illusion to bien se vive. Of hope also one lives. According to one of the sources, without a word of his fate, Concepcion had been patiently waiting for her beloved to return for years, until one day her locket was given back to her by Rizanov's officer, along with a detailed story of Nikolai's death. His dad. His last words were about you, he said. In the procedure, Aguero's family would encourage Conchita to get married. Nevertheless, her numerous suitors were rebuffed by her. Instead, the piteous Spanish devoted the rest of her life serving others across the provinces of New Spain. Finally, Maria de la Concepcion Marcela Arguella joined the Dominican Sisterhood, Benicia, California. She died there in 1857, buried at San Dominic Cemetery in Benicia as Sister Dominica. Her grave can be visited in case one would like to pay homage. As for the tomb of her lover, Nikolai Rizanov, you will have to travel to Krasnoyarsk, Siberia. The place has been visited by thousands of people in to honor Rizanov's grief and deep their spirits 
and the mystical immortality of true love. There's a simple memorial to their statesman and his tragic love in Krasnoyarsk. It has a white cross and the inscription Nikolai Petrovich Rizanov, 1764-1807. I will never forget you, on the one side, and Maria Concepcion de Arguello, 1791-1857. I will see you never more. On the other side. Nowadays, the Presidio of San Francisco is a national historical landmark district, with more than 5 million visitors each year. Whatever we focus on, wherever the place is, it's all about people who might turn it into a melting pot so vibrantly streaming their thoughts, pulsing with the energy and sometimes even pushing to the limbs of the mind. What goes around, comes around. Contemplating about twin flame concept To stir one's imagination and speculation, let's trigger the idea of the twin flame phenomenon. It is popularly believed that a singular soul split into two beings in order to experience duality on us is the twin flame. Ultimately, each half of the soul is a duplicate of the other, taking masculine and feminine forms. 2,500 years ago, Plato described the phenomenon of twin flame in the symposium. And when one of them meets the other half, the actual half of himself, whether he be a lover of youth or lover of another sort, the pair are lost in the amazement of love and friendship and intimacy, and one will not be out of the other's sight, as I may say, even for a moment. Born with the intrinsic need for togetherness, Humans keep seeking for something familiar, easy to connect with, smooth to tune in. When twin flames come across each other, they might experience intensive gravitation towards their hub, explosive creativity, a kind of magnification of the soul's potential in every way. Be that as it may, Flutter won't that reunion might bring difficulties, often due to the overwhelming and irresistible attraction the souls might not be able to handle the union emotionally. Moreover, twin flame relationship has the tendency to be on-again-off-again kind of, with intense either passion or pain. That is what makes the awakening effect, which is supposed to show what we are made of. 
plasma. According to the twinkling concept, there is a powerful pull between the two halves in every lifetime, allowing them to meet every time. Obviously, much depends on the level of consciousness of both energies. Besides, several lifetimes could take to finally meet, and what really matters to recognize each other. Let's bear with the idea. It says several lifetimes. Born on the 1st of March, at her mid-40s, she was pretty attractive. Not only was Sophia a good listener, but also she had something special about her manner of speaking, either expressing herself or joking. Ben adored his wife's voice. You think I'll pick up the local accent when we move? She said, trying to sound at her best. Oh, darling, please don't, said Ben. I would often laugh at her way to see boat or so in British English. I'm loving the green accent. Oh my! That's been a while. Signed Sophia, looking at the delicate, hot shaped red bandit of Swarovski necklace in her hands. Ben's present from January 2014. My blessing, my curse, by Lana and Rogel. To be continued. For more, please subscribe to Lana and Rogel. Thanks for listening.